Fig Jam presents Word on the Street, a podcast series designed to promote resiliency by listening to powerful stories told by women around the globe. Fig Jam would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the land on which we're meeting and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. So hi, I'm Catherine and welcome to Fig Jam series, Word on the Street. Today I am joined by Naomi, who is warrior of wellbeing on Instagram and she has a background in personal training um, for the last eight years, but has been practicing for the last three years and now is a really big advocate for chronic illness and pain. So Naomi, did I hit everything on the head there or did you want to add anything to your background then? Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for the introduction. Um, so pretty much I've been a qualified PT for the past eight years. Um, I sort of stumbled into that after transforming my own life at the age of 19. Um, and I sort of found my passion and my purpose for wanting to help others change their lives. Um, so yeah, that's how I pretty much fell into that. That's so amazing. Thank you, Naomi. So what exactly, talk me through the whole process for you around how you became so passionate about being this advocate for chronic pain and chronic illness. What, what kind of led you in that way? Um, so it all came down to um, an event that actually happened around um, and, and sort of how I got my chronic pain condition. So it started off with a car accident. And um, as most people know, when people have car accidents, it tends to start as whiplash. And most people generally get better or will have little sort of um, sort of niggles and aches and pains for the rest of their life and they can go on and, and do things as usual. Um, unfortunately for me, uh, from a very early sort of term in my whiplash journey, I knew that I wasn't getting better and that things were actually getting worse. Um, so it actually took me around about 15 months after the car accident for me to get my head clear and get into a mindset where I knew that I had to accept this chronic pain condition and that I could either choose to sort of live in a state of pain and always be consumed by it or choose to find a way forward. And um, so that's why I became so passionate and started to advocate for chronic pain and chronic illness because it is so prevalent and um, a lot of people do suffer under a big cloud and I think it needs to be spoken about more freely. Absolutely, absolutely. It sounds like a really hard time you went through straight after the accident and everything um, around that because it kind of been easy trying to manage that and your emotional health at the same time. Yeah, it was quite difficult. Um, I was lucky I did have my partner at the time, who's now my husband, and my kids around. So I had plenty of love and support up here. Um, but for those who are not going through what I go through, they don't know how to respond. Um, so you sort of have to figure it out as you go along. And it, was, it would be really, really hard, I guess, if you don't have those support networks as well. Because I imagine that, um, was that really a key thing that brought you through that or...? Um, yeah, I guess so. I was lucky in that because I'd also worked as a hair and makeup artist and met a lot of friends and yep. sort of support networks in that regard as well. And one of my good friends actually started up the wellness empowerment movement and I seen her started up and she was like, would you like to be involved? 
And I sort of had a bit of a think about it. She sent me the information and went through all the requirements. I went, yeah, okay, I'll see how I go. I am in a lot of pain, so I don't know how much I can actually give freely. She said, that's fine. We'll see how you go. And I actually really enjoyed it. It gave me a purpose and a sense of direction. So um, without her starting the wellness empowerment movement and the support of my friends and my family, I definitely wouldn't be here where I am today. So tell me more about this wellness empowerment movement because I have noticed that that's a frequent thing that's on your Instagram and it seems to be really um, promoted by a number of women who experience really challenging um, health and wellness conditions. Um, Tell me a bit more about what that is. So it's pretty much just an empowerment movement and it's not just for women. We are trying to get more men on board um, and it's, we're hoping it's going to be a global movement. Um, So we've got people from all walks of life with all different chronic illnesses and chronic diseases. Some have had it since that, since birth, some have had it out of trauma or accidents like I have and others are sort of, um, it's, it's sort of come along the journey with them. So we all like to share our journey. We all like to share our background, sort of our medical interventions and sort of tips and tricks, I guess you could say, on what we have found for work, work for us mm. and uh, what could potentially work for others. Because it's a tricky situation with especially chronic pain. Um, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Um, so it's, it's very challenging. But we do sort of band together. We're, we are a community and we do like to help as many people as we can. Absolutely. And that community makes such a difference when you're in an adverse situation, like having chronic pain illness or even any type of chronic illness, because I can imagine it would feel really isolating um, to have that kind of experience in your life. Absolutely. We do have a couple of pages that we sort of gravitate towards too. And sometimes we can't talk to our family and friends about what we're feeling because either they just don't get it or we feel like that's all we talk about. So we go onto these pages and we're like, all right, I just want to vent and we'll just vent and we get the love and support that we need from the people who know exactly what we're going through. So it definitely does help you through the darker times. That's such a great resource to know that it's available because honestly, there is so many situations people go through where I hear it all the time as a social worker where people just don't know where to turn and they don't know who to go to, who can actually understand them, who can validate them, all those sort of things because there's nothing worse than getting sympathy from people who don't get what you're going through. Absolutely. And we're not, we're not asking for everybody to understand everything that we're going through. We just simply want people to listen and not just to shake it off because unfortunately it's very real. And a lot of the time it's through no fault of our own and we just have to learn to live with it. So we do need those uh, supports around us. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, you like we've talked about chronic pain, which is the um, condition you um, suffer with, but there's all sorts of chronic illnesses, such as, you know, you have complex trauma as a repeated um, traumatic event. And that's still a chronic condition that is not often talked about either. And um, I don't often hear things about chronic pain in society either. So all of those things so needed um, to be discussed. I do just want to backtrack a little bit because you mentioned um, that you took some time to accept yourself with the condition and I just was wondering if you could talk me through how you did that how you came to terms with it what what is there anything you did or was it just kind of a conscious effort on your behalf 
it's really a process, I guess. They always say when it comes to accepting things, you go through a process. Uh, unfortunately, with these types of things, it's not linear and you will always go through sort of patterns. It's like a roller coaster. One day you can be up, the next you're down, you're down even further and the next day you're up higher than you were before. Um, so it can be quite challenging. And for me, it just got to a point where instead of being so angry and so hurt and so upset because of everything that I've lost, I, look, I, t I turned my perspective around and I said, well, you know what? Things could always be worse. Mm -hmm. And I'm still here. I know I have the strength and the voice to be able to stand up and say, okay, look, more needs to be done and more needs to be said about these invisible illnesses. And I have the strength and the voice to do that. So it was, it was a grieving process essentially because for me, I lost myself. So I had to re-find my strength and find my new purpose. And re reframe your whole way of thinking about how you thought about yourself, how you did things. That is a huge effort. So congratulations for getting to this point because that's massive. Oh, thank you. And absolutely, there's, there's so many things that I still struggle with um, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Um, there's times where I can't even do strength training because of the way that my body responds to it. And as a PT, that's been my life since I was like 19 years old, strength training has. So I've had to redesign my whole physical aspect of life. Um, yep. So yeah, it's, it, it's hard. Like if I was brought into this world and I was already had those limitations placed on me, it'd be something you would be used to because you're not used to anything else. But Whereas with me, I had a healthy, happy upbringing. I've never had any injuries, ne never been any, in any other car accidents. And then this one car accident happens and it completely changes your life. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's been a long process. Um, and that's why I want to speak out because I don't want people to have to go through the long, arduous 15 months that it took me to get to a place of acceptance. Yeah. and go, you know what, I found my new purpose. Um, I want people to be able to come to that conclusion a lot sooner rather than to have to go through all the grief. And I think it's going to be such a grieving process and your situation really resonates so strongly of that grieving the loss of your identity and grieving the loss of yourself because you had that personal training identity for so long and then suddenly something's come in and jeopardised that. It's unfathomable how much loss you would have felt in those moments and I think for everyone who would experience situations like that they're probably going to experience some loss but my heart goes out to you because honestly that would have been a really traumatic time with all of that involved. Yeah it was um, but I'm, I'm quite thankful as weird as it sounds I'm quite thankful for everything that's happened because it has aligned me with my purpose and what I want to do with my life and I, I believe it was supposed to happen um so here I am <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing well I guess what do you feel is one of the biggest aside from your car crash because I know that, that would have been a really tough time we spoke a little bit about your grief of identity but would you identify that as your biggest challenge or hurdle or was there something else that came into how you 
dealt with this or came to terms with this that you found was your biggest hurdle? Well, apart from the whole acceptance of the things that I'd lost, the hardest thing was knowing that at the point of time when the car accident happened, it was right around where everything was happening for me. Mm. I had my boot camps, my PT. I was a qualified hair and makeup artist. So I started freelancing mm. and I was also invited to go to the 2018 um Grand Prix overseas to be in the hair and makeup team. Um, so unfortunately I missed out on doing that because of the accident. So it, it got to the point when the car accident happened, it was in the peak of my prime that, that I thought was the prime of my life. Um, and it took me so long to get there, especially with my personal training because I was a single mum for so long doing the early mornings and the late evenings with PT and having two kids without family support around is near impossible. So yeah. it took me so many years to build up um, my community, my skills, my equipment. I got set up in um, our double lockup garage. I built this enormous home gym and at the peak of what I thought was going to be a brilliant time, like everything just crumbled. Um, so it was the timing for one um, and the acceptance would be number two. Yeah, the two really big hurdles, man. So many secondary losses as well as the initial identity loss is just massive, man. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, what would you say was your biggest learning though that contributed to your strength or character? Like what, out of all of the awfulness that happened, I know you've talked about your purpose, but tell me more about what that means and how you feel that that strengthened your character. Well, I think for me, what I found from the whole experience is, and I know a lot of people who go through the same thing and come out the other end, it comes down to strength. To go through everything and rise above and come out the other end and go, you know what? You know what? It was probably meant to be this way. So I think for me, learning how strong I actually was and going, okay, if you can overcome that, you can overcome anything. Um, so that's, that's part of my journey and part of my story. And from the amount of people that I've spoke to about what I've been through and how I've overcome it, they've been like, you need to tell your story. Yes, you This do. is so empowering and so inspiring. You need to tell your story. So that in itself, people telling me that I need to tell my story has inspired me to get out there and use my voice. Um, so that's sort of how I found my purpose. That's amazing. Tell me, Naomi, what are you doing at the moment? Are you still PTing or are you mainly focusing on the hair and makeup? Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do both for a while now. Um, the sort of, I tried doing sort of shorter shifts and taking on less load and I would check in with my GP regularly in regards to sort of the hours and things that I could do and unfortunately even when I was taking on the smaller loads the load on my spine it just was not it wasn't letting me do it unfortunately so I had to give up both of those and begrudgingly, I had to find a lot of my brides <laughs> for my hair and makeup business, <laughs> new makeup artists, which was really hard and scary because a lot of it happened 
weeks or months just before their big day. So not only the stress on me, but the stress on the brides themselves. Yeah. So yeah, I sort of had to give up those two. I've been focusing on my health and getting my strengths to where it needs to be. Absolutely. So I've been using that and focusing on um, the wellness empowerment movement and just how we can move forward with that. That's such great work. And it sounds like it really is where your calling is at the moment as well, which is so validating. You know, it's a special type of inspiring when you do a type of work that actually calls to your soul as well. And I'm sure that PT and hairdressing and um, hair and makeup did that um, for you previously, but um, in the space where that's not available, it's nice that it's really great that you have a, um, another avenue to follow that down. Um, Absolutely. I think this is this has made my heart more full, knowing that I know from the people that I've spoke to on online forums, there's a lot of women and men who are just miserable and they're stuck. They're fighting this chronic illness or chronic disease and that's all they're doing. Yep. I, I want to fight for them. I, I want them to be able to live a full life. Um, whether it's more research, more funding, um, finding alternative treatments for them, whatever it is that I can do to help them live a more fulfilling life, that's my goal. That's a really, really admirable goal. Thank you for doing that, for doing that for so many people out there who so desperately need it. I think it's going to be a blessing on me because it, it, it really does. It, it makes my heart full. So tell me, if we want to support you and support your cause and support your, where you're going, what, where do we go? What do we do? For all of us listening, what, what, how can we support you guys to do your work where you want to do it? Uh, probably the biggest uh, way that you guys can support us is definitely jump on to uh, WEM, so Wellness Empowerment Movement, on Instagram or Facebook especially those that suffer chronic illness or chronic disease, you can become an advocate and you can tell your story. We're always looking for new faces who want to share their story and educate, empower and inspire those with chronic illness and disease or even just their carers, their friends, their family. There's a lot of people out there who don't understand mm -hmm. chronic illness and chronic disease. And some do, they just don't know how. So this is the how. Um, apart from that, very shortly, I will be uh, putting up my own blog and hopefully getting some more research, maybe some fundraising campaigns are up and going. So if you just follow me and follow my journey on Instagram, there will definitely be some new things on the works. Very, very exciting. I'm so excited for you. And if we can do anything as well, please let us know um, and we'll have your stuff available, um, connected on our socials too. Um, please, so just my final question for you, Naomi. For those listening who want some advice if they're going through a similar situation or if they know someone who is, what would be your advice as far as coming to terms with the loss and accepting the loss involved with obtaining or even having a chronic illness and dealing with every day what would be i don't know if you have three or five top tips that you would give someone what would they be definitely i'd start with focusing on one day at a time yeah when i was looking at my worst days 
all I could think about was, oh my God, I'm going to feel like this for the rest of my life. And I can promise you, you're not going to feel like that every day. You will come to a point in time where you're able to put that pain and that comfort to the back of your mind, even if it's, even if it's doing simple things like a small amount of gardening. And you may have a flare-up because of it, but you actually got to do it and you weren't focused on the pain. So definitely focus on one day at a time. Um, number two would definitely be surround yourself with community, whether it's online, whether it's friends, family, support networks, gather an army around you to support you, even if they're there just to listen to how you feel, whether you get in a community that um, is within your specific chronic illness or chronic disease, and they understand what you're going through and you can jump on the forum and be like, hey, this has happened today. Is this something typical of what we go through? And believe me, the amount of people that jump on there and support you and go, oh my God, I have that too. Like it validates your feelings, your concerns. So definitely community. And three, you, you will find that you will struggle with the things that you do on a daily basis. I have and I still do most days. Um, activity pacing is a huge one that all the professionals tell you to sort of get on board with. And I don't know about you, but I don't like to spread um, doing the vacuuming or sweeping the floor over three or four times over the day. No. So it's kind of a pain in the bum. Nobody wants to spend that much time doing the floors, but it does help and it gives you so much gratitude for yourself and the amount of effort that you put in you will reap the rewards because you're not giving up um so my final tip is to not give up and just if if there's something that you're passionate about even if it's say with personal training if you're a personal trainer and then all of a sudden you're hit with a chronic illness or chronic disease see if eventually once you get your chronic illness or disease managed See if you can then work specifically with that group of clientele. See if you can do it online. Um, if you find that your purpose after going through everything is that you want to help people in the same position that you are, go out there and help people. Just whatever it is that lights your fire, go out there and do it. What a great collection of tips. <laughs> Naomi, <laughs> that is incredible i love all of those tips and i think that even those of us who don't experience or have loved ones who experience chronic illness in our life can take something from that too because it's such a great message you've just shared because i think all of those things are very important um, for all of us before we sign off for today is there anything else you'd like to add um i'm just really grateful to be able to sort of start sharing my journey um, I've thought about doing this for a very long time and I've sort of always been a little bit shy or being like, oh my God, do people want to listen? But yes. the fact that people are actually interested in my story and want to hear it, that makes me feel whole. And um, yeah, if you want to hear more about my story, if you want to see more of my journey, you'll know where to find me. 
That is incredible. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Naomi. You've been an absolute pillar of positivity and gratitude despite some really adverse situations. And I so thank you um, for connecting with us. Um, if you want any more of Word on the Street podcast series, check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and head on over to www.figjam.oz.com if you want any further info. Thanks for listening.